This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your weekly industry news brief for March 13th. First, the Emergency Care Research Institute says the most pressing safety concern this year is the pediatric mental health crisis. The ECRI conducts independent medical device evaluations. Every year, it compiles scientific literature and patient safety events concerns reported to or investigated by the organization, and other data sources to create its top 10 list. In order, the following top patient safety concerns are physical and verbal violence against healthcare staff, clinician needs in times of uncertainty surrounding maternal-fetal medicine, impact on clinicians expected to work outside their scope of practice and competencies, Delayed identification and treatment of sepsis. Consequences of poor care coordination for patients with complex medical conditions. Risk of not looking beyond the five rights to achieve medication safety. Medication errors resulting from inaccurate patient medication lists. Accidental administration of neuromuscular blocking agents. And preventable harm due to omitted care or treatment. Second, three patients at Christ Hospital's main campus in Cincinnati test positive for Legionella. The hospital has not identified where the patients contracted the bacteria. The hospital has increased water testing protocols and began investigating potential hospital sources. Currently, the hospital is using bottled water in patient care. It has also installed additional water filters throughout the hospital. Third, data from Harvard Medical School shows almost 25% of patients may experience an adverse event that could lead to complications with their condition, medication mishaps, or even death. The same study says almost a quarter of these adverse events are preventable. The answer to this may be technology. Medication mistakes like incorrect dosage and medicine is a common type of adverse events. Now, several systems use AI to identify patterns in medication reporting, logging, and detecting errors. Another type of adverse event is patient falls. Fall risk can be calculated, and other preventative actions include moving medication lower or scheduling bathroom breaks. Patients can also see their own fall risk. Surgical mistakes are another type of adverse events. Some prevention tools include the American College of Surgeons Patient Risk Calculator or the University of Florida's AI-powered system, My Surgery Risk. These aim to prepare surgeons and project which patients might need more specialized care or who could be at higher risk for complications related to surgery. Stopping infections is another type of adverse event. Implementing use of quality and safety dashboards that work with EMR shows clinicians in real-time issues that may need to be addressed to prevent infections. Fourth, a new Florida bill would aim to stop nurse practitioners who have earned their doctorate from using the title doctor. If passed, the bill would also affect advertisements and service communications, like brochures or business cards. However, professionals with doctorate degrees, like veterinarians, dentists, and pharmacists would still be able to use the title doctor. The bill is supposed to stop deception, misleading information, and false representations in advertising. 
If passed, the bill would take effect July 1st. Fifth, the Region 6 Office of the National Labor Relations Board filed a complaint against UPMC and its subsidiary, UPMC Altoona, over allegations related to the termination of an agency nurse. The complaint was shared with Beckers. It's in response to the union SEIU Healthcare Pennsylvania. SEIU alleges that UPMC violated federal law when it retaliated against and canceled the employment contract of Dina Norris. Ms. Norris was an agency nurse working at UPMC Altoona last year. When these types of allegations occur, the NLRB investigates the issue. It files a complaint if the investigation finds sufficient evidence to support the charge and if no settlement is reached in a preliminary case. Unless a settlement is reached, the complaint leads to a hearing in front of an NLRB administrative law judge. In May, Ms. Norris served as the charge nurse at UPMC Altoona's Orthoneurotrauma Unit. The union claims that on May 15th, the hospital told Ms. Norris and four nurses they would have to take on an additional patient. Ms. Norris and these nurses all already had seven patients each. The union says the nurses collectively expressed their staffing concerns to management. A supervisor then threatened to report the nurses to the state nursing board for patient neglect until one of the nurses took an eighth patient. After Ms. Norris and another nurse spoke to a local TV station about the incident and ongoing staffing concerns, UPMC Altoona terminated Ms. Norris's agency employment contract on May 31st. It cited violation of UPMC's media policy. An administrative law judge with the NLRB will hear arguments on July 10th. Thanks for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.